Welcome to the Discover Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Maya Urban, the Urban Healer. I'm a life coach, Reiki master, Akashic record reader, and registered nurse. I'm here to guide you towards living a life you truly love by learning to downregulate your nervous system, resetting your energy, and reconnecting to your essence. We'll talk about everything from evidence-based neuroscience tools to ancient healing wisdoms and how you can incorporate these in your everyday life to heal, expand, and feel joy again. For ways to work with me, visit theurbanhealer.ca. Now let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Discover Your Joy podcast. I'm Tamea Urban, the Urban Healer, and today I'm going to be talking about your intuition. More specifically, it's all about reconnecting to your intuition because we all have an intuition and we are all connected to it, but then sometimes become disconnected. So this is something that comes up so frequently when I'm coaching clients and people will always ask, I I just don't have an intuition or I'm so disconnected from it. I have no idea how to even get it back. Or it's like my intuition has left me. How do I get it back? So your intuition has never actually left your body. It is within you, but unfortunately you might have ignored your intuition for a very long time. And then your intuition just kind of went silent because your intuition is kind of thinking, well, no one's listening anyways. And that's okay. We've all been there. And there are different things that you can do to reconnect to your intuition, strengthen that. And that is what I'm going to be talking to you about today. So what is your intuition? It is this way the subconscious mind can communicate with the conscious mind. It senses like a feeling or there's just kind of like an inner knowing without logically knowing why you decide that way. And this has actually been scientifically proven as well as researchers are able to measure the brain's ability to draw on internal and external cues in making rapid in the moment decisions, which are super important to to do. It's an important skill to have, especially in high stress situations where you're just intuitively kind of ahead of the game. And this is something that happens outside of our conscious awareness. So it kind of bypasses our conscious mind and our intuition's ability is to really evaluate what's going on both internally and externally. So scanning your external environment And even if you consciously can't take in all the details that you see in front of you, you're picking up a lot of information that's just kind of bypassed through the conscious mind because you can't take it all in. It's too much info. And then you're relating it to things that have happened in the past. So previous experiences, previous things that you have learned or been taught. And then it kind of just comes to this in the moment decision, this inner knowing. And we've all done this. You might be taking your dog for a walk and you have a certain route. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm going to go this way. And sometimes that turns into running into a friend or I don't know, someone's handing something out on the street corner and you're like, oh my God, amazing. I just got this free sample of something, whatever it is. We get these nudges and like, I get them when driving. I'm just like, I'm going to take this side street. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, cool. I'll just bypass some traffic. So Regardless, it is something that we all have and it is within us and it's a really powerful tool to lean into and strengthen because 
your conscious mind, your logical mind cannot come to all decisions. Sometimes you need to go with your gut and often your ego and your conscious mind are going to scream at you because it won't logically make sense. And let's be real. A lot of life decisions don't need to make logical sense. So why is it so hard to connect to our intuition? Well, we live in a very logic-based society where intuition and gut instincts are both undervalued and taught to be ignored. And especially as women, it's like you're taught from a young age to just ignore those physical sensations and just power through. And it's like, you might be like, oh, I don't know, something feels off. And it's like, we've all done this with a guy. And it's like, I don't know, was that a red flag? I don't know. Is it? And then you carry on. And then in a couple of months, you're just like back. <laughs> yeah, that was a red flag. And I ignored it. And it's okay. We've all been there. And we also get like physical sensations. So let's say before going to work, you get a headache or you get nauseous and it's like literally like doom creeps into your body. Well, your body's literally telling you like, I don't like this. Don't do this. Stop, please. And then what do you do? You take I don't know, an Advil or you take something for nausea, grab an extra coffee and you power through and you go anyways. And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh shit, I hate my job. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, your body has been telling you that. And it is what it is. We've all done this in some regard, but then when we ignore these nudges, when we ignore those intuitive downloads Your intuition will literally just stop telling you because it's like, why? And imagine your intuition is a a person. So it's like a dear friend and it's like, Ooh, don't do that. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, this seems off. Ah, perhaps don't. And then you do it anyways. And then you do it over and over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden your intuition is like, I'm done with you. (laughs) You don't listen. And then you complain. And I don't like this relationship, so we're not going to be friends anymore. And that's kind of how your intuition disconnects from you. And that's okay. We've, again, we've all been there in some regard and you can regain that relationship and you can regain that friendship with your intuition and learn to connect to it again. So the other thing I want to talk about is we always hear it being called a woman's intuition. So do men not have an intuition or how does that work? And this is a question I get sometimes. So both men and women have an intuition, but it is scientifically proven that women have a more developed intuitive system within their brain. So using MRI studies, researchers have um, noticed that women have this stronger inner sense and we're really hardwired to pick up subtle cues, see the bigger picture, and really like go with that gut instinct. And men tend to be hardwired to be more logical, um, being able to lean into, I guess, um, spatial intelligence and perception, and that's okay. And this is why women tend to be better at multitasking and men tend to be better at things like reading maps. Of course, this is not a fact and end-all be-all. There's many men that have very strong intuition and are very good at multitasking. And there's many women who are really great at like spatial navigation, like reading maps. 
I had to learn that skill. But again, both things are things that you could strengthen over time. So again, everyone has this innate intuitive ability, but sometimes we don't use it. We don't know how to use it or how to access it. So if you don't have this strong connection to your intuition, it's okay. Um, A lot of women have been taught to ignore it from a young age, and you're almost like being pushed into logically think through everything as opposed to just go with your gut. And and that makes sense. Like sometimes making big life decisions, like, you know what, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to start a new business. <laughs> your mind is going to be like, oh yeah, who's paying your mortgage? Oh yeah. What if you fail? Oh yeah. What about your pension? What about your health benefits? And it's like, we've been there. And like, even when I called off my wedding, I'm like, is this a good idea? I'm like, I like him. I want to be with him. But I'm like, just something is off. But I'm just like, he's good to me. He's a good man. Like, I don't understand. And it's just like, keep planning the wedding. But then there's this impending doom of like, nope, nope, wrong decision. Don't do it. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I can't. And why? I just, my gut told me not to. And then people are going to stare at you being like, no, really though. Why? Did you meet somebody else? Or like, did he do something horrible that nobody knows about? It's like, no, my gut just told me to. So I feel like we're frowned upon when we listen to our intuition sometimes. And it's almost like, oh, you're being too sensitive. You're being too emotional. You're being too dramatic. And then of course you start detaching from this beautiful feminine energy within you where you can just go with the flow and trust the process as opposed to over controlling everything, overthinking it and trying to make it perfect. And that's okay. It is what it is. And here we are. So most importantly, how can you strengthen your intuition? The first thing that I'm going to recommend is to slow down. When you are in this state of rushing and hurrying and living in this super high stress state where you're drowning in responsibility, you're going to be so disconnected from your intuition because you're literally living in this overactive sympathetic nervous system on overdrive state of being and you have brain fog. Like nothing is common in your body and you're in the state of fight or flight. You're in survival. And sometimes when you're in a state of survival, you, you can't even see the bigger picture and like your brain just can't process it. And yeah, there's going to be intuitive nudges, but they're going to be very primal, like eat water, run, not in terms of what is my career change going to be? Is this the right partner for me? So slow down. Let your body soften and relax. Allow yourself to let your guard down. It's like disconnect from the overstimulation of the world. Get off your screens. Get off from being in a cluttered space and like doing, doing, doing. Start being. And this, I mean, obviously isn't just like, oh, there's the button off. Perfect. I'm relaxed. Zen as fuck. No, that's not how it works. Absolutely. It takes some time sometimes to downregulate your nervous system. And I, completely honor that. But you can start by creating a little bit of space of slowing down 
can you start your day with five minutes of deep breathing? And like, this is so funny, not funny. When I was um, still bedside nursing, I refused to go to work unless I did a little bit of yoga and did a little bit of meditation. And sometimes I was late because I woke up late because I mean, I was also chronically exhausted and just feeling like crap. But sometimes I showed up to my shift like five minutes late and it, it was kind of funny because my coworkers were like, I'd rather you come in five minutes late because if you don't do this, you are crusty. So it is what it is. Um, I'm not saying show up to work late, but you need to take opportunities to slow down your body and your mind. The second thing is to trust your gut. And that is so, so, so important. Your gut is actually your second brain. And this is so cool. And I'll create a podcast on this on its own. But your gut is actually lined with a network of over 100 million neurons. And it's actually the enteric nervous system. So there are so many innervations that are going from your brain down to your gut. So literally your gut can feel and sense things that your brain will pick up. And it's, it's interesting because if your gut feels off, your gut is able to feel pain, but your brain actually doesn't have pain receptors. So when your brain is feeling pain, quotations, um, it comes off as a headache or brain fog. So that's pretty cool in my mind. Um, but then you need to listen to your gut. So especially when you're making really big decisions, you can't power through it because when you're using your logical mind, you're really going to let other people's opinions and expectations, your fears, your worst case scenarios, all that is going to come into play as opposed to you actually making this, I guess, choice from like your body and the wisdom within your body and like being connected to your higher self. And that's where like the good, good juices, like that's like a real way of making a decision. And again, your brain's going to be like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Abort. No bad danger. But your gut's like, no, I mean, yeah, a little nervous, but yeah, you got this, do it. So trust your gut, really, really trust your gut and listen and notice your gut. When you're in certain circumstances, do you get nausea? Do you get diarrhea? Do you get like constipated? Like those are literal stress responses of your body responding to your environment. And it's like TMI. When I was an ICU nurse, I got diarrhea all the time, like oh my God, all the time, awful. And it was like, my body was just like, no, please don't. And that's just how my body was reacting. And I was like, no, got to keep going, keep doing it, stay strong. Well, no wrong decision. And then I started listening to my best. The next thing is to let yourself really feel. So when your heart is racing, when your breath is quickening, when you get those goosebumps, when you just freeze in a moment, these are all sensations of your body and your mind reacting to your external world. So if somebody like creeps you out, and it's like, if you have someone you work with and they just like, ugh, you don't know why, but you just don't like them. 
and they just like cause this response in your body. Listen to that. There's something there. Like maybe it triggered something in your past and there's an opportunity for you to heal something, but it's like, maybe there's some truth of, "Mm, can they be trusted? Mm, mm, Watch yourself around that. You know what I mean? So learn to notice those sensations. And like we very often live in a very disconnected world where it's like, you got your thoughts, which are like shoved in this box called a head. And then it's like your body, is that a thing? No, don't feel it. It just moves. Sometimes I feed it. I don't treat it well, but it just keeps moving. Well, no, no, no. Let your body speak. And it's like, if you tense up around somebody or you hang out with someone and you get a headache afterwards, it's like, they're not your person. And if something makes you clench up, even the most tiny bit, something's off and you got to trust that. And like, I really wish I leaned into this because I got myself into some really rough situations that could have ended very poorly. And another podcast will be on the number of times I've almost died. And a lot of them, my gut was like, no, don't do it. And I was like, it's okay. I'll keep going. And then all of a sudden I was like, cool, could have died. Not ideal. So notice those sensations. Those sensations are there for a reason. And even if it's a sensation of you just having a super overactive nervous system, the sensations telling you that your nervous system is overactive and you need to learn to downregulate. So your body will be able to come to a conclusion faster than your logical mind. And your subconscious mind can pick things up, but you might not process it quick enough for you to actually formulate a thought on it. So it's like, you might jump out of the way before you even saw the thing that you're jumping out of the way from. So really listen to those sensations and learn to notice them, I would say is even more important. Then be open to releasing those negative emotions. So negative emotions are not bad, but they do weigh you down and they drain your energy and they cloud your intuition. So again, if you're with somebody that you're not in a happy relationship with, if you are living in a space that doesn't feel safe, if you're in a job that you hate, you're not going to have good vibes. And it's like, I'm not trying to say that in like, oh, you know, bad vibes. No, it's not for me. But it's like, if things don't feel good and you're in a negative environment that's toxic and you're living in that on a daily basis, your body is going to be in this overactive stress response. So you're not able to connect your intuition because your body's like, I may die. I need to keep you safe. I need to go in hyper alert vigilance because what if something comes and gets me? So being able to process some of those emotions and noticing them, but also not labeling them as bad. So it's like, if you are in a bad mood when you're at work, maybe that's not the right job for you, or maybe you need a break and take an opportunity in any way possible to really release that. And this is, I mean, I've talked about this in other podcasts, but it's just like, there's so many ways of releasing that, like tapping or breath work or yoga or being out in nature, but it's like, let out the steam. So then that like hot air can literally leave the body. So the mirror isn't all foggy. So you can actually see with your intuition. Next thing is being mindful. What is in your environment? So this is who gets access to you. 
who and what gets access to your time, energy, and attention. And I say this because all that has energy. Everything is energy, whether it is a table, a person, um, someone's emotion, everything is energy. And everyone and everything releases a certain frequency. But if they're quotations, a lower energy, and perhaps a little bit toxic or negative, that's going to feel like a lot of noise, especially for people who are empaths and highly sensitive people. It's literally going to be this like, it's like a buzzing noise that keeps you from hearing the actual intuitive nudge. So it's like, you're always hearing this like buzz. And then you're like, oh, what's that weird, like crackle noise? I can't even hear the thing I'm actually trying to hear. It's like, we've all had that. You're like tuning into the radio and then all of a sudden you're like kind of losing reception. And then you're just like, I can't hear it. Like, this is just annoying. And then you stop listening. So what's in your environment? And you really want to be around people and places and things that have a little bit more of a positive outlook. And I mean, not toxic positivity, like, oh my God, my life is perfect. Yay. No, be real. But you don't want to be around a negative Nancy. You don't want to be around who is always looking at why life is so hard and so crappy and so difficult and everything sucks and they're the victim. You don't want to be around that because that is going to just suck the life out of you and your intuition is going to leave your body because it's not going to listen to it either. So clear your environment. And that also means, is there clutter all around you? Because if you're trying to like get all Zen and meditate and all you can see is this like mess in your bedroom and there's like clothes everywhere and there's things that need to be put away and some things are clean, some things are dirty. And you're just like, I don't know, you're not going to relax. And your mind's going to be like, can you please clean that up? That's too much. So clean it up, declutter, and also remove those activities and tasks that aren't important. Everyone's to-do list is way too long. Half of it can be deleted and most of it can be delegated and then focus on the things that actually matter and everything else. Nope. No, thank you. Next thing is connecting to your senses. So again, this is a way for you to actually connect to the body, not being stuck in the brain. Your body has this wonderful thing called senses. So when you turn the senses on, you really land in the now and you get present to what is and what is right now, what is in front of you. And you begin to really see. And in order for you to land in the now, you do need to down-regulate the nervous system and remove some of that noise that is around you. But when you're able to do that, you connect to something deeper within you. So using the senses will down-regulate the nervous system And it will also allow you to connect to your body and like, even just like the simple act of eating mindfully, like look at your food, smell your food, like put it in your mouth and chew, taste it. Don't be on a thousand apps or like, don't walk and eat, please. That's just not good for you in so many ways. And really be there, be present with the experience of eating. And then all of a sudden your intuition is going to be like, oh, wow, I really like that. Or your intuition is going to be like, fuck this, I want a cookie. (laughs) And that's okay. But it's like, you're giving an opportunity for something within you to respond to the experience that you're having. 
So the last thing that I'm going to say is you need to create the time for the silence, stillness, and introspection. If you want your intuition to speak to you, but you are shushing it and rushing and too busy, it's not going to talk to you. And if you don't create the space to receive it, it's not going to come. Like it's like, someone is here to come visit you and then they've brought you all this goodness. And then you're just like, can you just like, wait a second. Okay. It's like, Oh my God, I just don't have time. And then you're like rushing and you like close the door in their face or you just leave them like on the other side of a closed door for like four hours. They're gonna leave. Like, they're just like, screw this. I'm not into this. Your intuition is going to do the same thing. So just close your eyes, get grounded, connect to your breath, and allow your body to speak, allow your intuition to speak to you, allow there to be an opportunity for whatever's supposed to come through you to come through you. And this doesn't need to be a, I wake up two hours early and I sit in meditation for God knows how long and I have to have a specific candle lit and everything has to be perfect. It can be in your car. I've had a lot of very, very deep moments in my car because I spent so much time commuting to work and I would take time to sit in my car before and after shifts, usually crying and would just be like, what am I doing with my life? Like, this is not it. And then I would get these intuitive nudges of like, you've got this, keep going a little longer, but things are going to change. And what if you never gave that opportunity for that message to come through for you? What if you missed the message you've been looking for? And it's so cliche, but it's like the message, the wisdom, all that you need is within you and you just need to know how to trust it. So as we finish today's episode, I'm going to invite you to try a practice to connect to your intuition. So unless you're driving or doing something that requires your eyes to be open, please don't do this and try it later. But if you do have the space to do it safely, I'll invite you to close your eyes or soften the gaze and just take a nice big breath in, taking a big breath from the nose, feeling the sensation of the breath. And when you're ready, exhale, sigh it out, make sound, let it go. And just take a moment to relax through the jaw perhaps melting shoulders down the back, opening through the heart space, softening the belly. And just let your entire body get super heavy, landing in this moment as you are. Big breath in. Let it go. Now consider something that you want to make a decision on. And as you bring that within your mind, I'm going to invite you to open yourself up to your intuition, being open to receiving whatever message is going to come through. I'm going to invite you to ask the question, and just notice how your body reacts. Did you feel the state of expansion opening? 
Or did you feel contracted in constriction, like a closing? And as you lean into this, I'm going to invite you to just really consider whatever you're trying to make a decision on, if it feels expansive, expansive and if it feels like it opens you and it creates more room and space and feels lighter, that's a yes. And if your gut clenched, if you started biting through your jaw, if your shoulders came towards your ears or maybe your shoulders came forward so you closed off, you became smaller or tighter, that's a no. And then maybe consider, are you doing this to move towards more love and expansion or are you doing this out of fear and expectation? Take another big breath in. Let it go. So the last follow-up step is whatever came through for you, you're going to have to listen and do it. Regardless what your ego is telling you. And it's like sometimes we get the nudge and we know, then we don't do it because our mind talks us out of it. So start with baby steps, reestablish that relationship with your intuition. Should I wear that shirt or this one? And even if it's a bright as fuck red shirt and you're like, who the hell am I wearing this? Put it on. And if you're about to eat that kale salad and your body's like, oh, hells no, I want something like warm and hearty, do that. And if for whatever reason you're going for a walk and your body's like, turn here, do it. And it's these baby steps of reestablishing the relationship and the trust between you and your intuition that's going to bring it back. And it's never left you. It's there for you. And it wants to guide you and it wants to love you and wants to keep you safe. You got to lean into that and know that it's a little uncomfortable. But whatever is on that other side of discomfort is worth it. And probably what you've been wishing and praying for. All right, my loves, let's take another big breath in. Seal that in. Let it go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know what came up for you. If you feel like there's somebody who can listen to this and get something out of it, send it to them. I highly appreciate it and be so grateful. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. May you be blessed. Mm -hmm.